Welcome to the Never Going Pro podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. It's a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at both. I am your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, owner of GC Coaching. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And Chris Gorney, fellow dirt teammate, passionate cyclist, and outstanding dad. How's it going? And with us, we are excited to announce our special guest. Welcome, Eric Min, fellow dad and CEO of Zwift. Hello, Eric. Hi, thanks for having me. So where are you joining us from today? I'm sitting in my car in New York. Uh, so I can keep the noise level to a minimum. I've got three three kids in the house running around. So I thought I'd, I'd spare all that noise for you guys. Oh, that is, that is so awesome. The, the CEO of Zwift has to you know park in the park in the driveway to do a podcast. I'm out here in my shed uh, trying to keep the fan running at a quiet enough level, not to disturb the podcast because it's hot out here. So, yeah, sounds like a, a dad inside riding trainers uh, candidate for sure. Well, Eric, each week we like to take a few minutes to catch up with everybody. And uh, we'll start off with Shane. Um, Shane, you had a wedding you went to. You were cutting the rug and yes, you also sir. celebrated your own anniversary. You got it. Yeah. So we had a wedding two weeks ago now. Uh, cut a little too much rug at the wedding, but everything went pretty good. And then, yeah, it was our six-year wedding anniversary and our 15-year of kind of dating anniversary. People still track that. So she was my high school sweetheart and we married. So it's pretty cool. Two kids later and here we are, you know? Fantastic. We're good. Chris, how you doing, man? I heard business has taken you from one end of the country to the other in the last 10 days. That sounds pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I was texting you guys. Uh, uh, it's been Kansas City to LA to Kansas City to New York and back home tomorrow. So um, I forget what my family looks like, uh, but I hope they still recognize me when I get home tomorrow. But it's good. I'm doing I'm doing good. Still kind of nursing a pinched nerve in my neck uh, from riding that bike, on that ill-fitted Pinarello that we talked uh -oh. about. Uh, so keeping my doctor happy and paying for his kids college but other than that i'm doing okay <laughs> well for me i've been uh nursing an injury as well um hurt my lower back and that's just been it's been a little bit of a nag and i'm just trying to do uh some stretching and some other stuff that i don't do very very often um had a bike race that was scheduled for sunday and that got canceled unfortunately but it's always kind of a relief to to, to get a cancellation so i just um ended up doing some yard work that day instead and so Eric, have you had a pretty busy week? Yeah, so uh, I was in Long Beach actually all of last week. Flew in uh, late Friday night. Um, my my oldest son had his SATs, so I had to get up at like five thirty in the morning the next day. Got that out of the way, and then uh, did a, an outdoor ride yesterday, which was uh, fantastic because the weather was just amazing. So in Long um, Beach? Yeah. Uh, no, this is in in. Yeah, Long Beach for a week, and then uh, I was uh, I'm in New York now, and did an awesome ride outdoors actually for uh, in Connecticut with a bunch of guys. They actually call the ride in real life Watopia Slam. It's a slam group. <laughs> yeah, they're all Zwifters, um, uh, but they uh, they created a nice route for for me. They said it was flat, but I swear it was not flat. <laughs> so I'm just curious, where did the name Watopia come from? Is that your brainchild? No, actually, it wasn't. It was uh, the game team came up with the idea um, together. We had started the uh, we had started the company with an island called Jarvis, 
And Jarvis happens to be a real name, right? Real island, South Pacific. But, they, you know, the gaming team, they're pretty, pretty creative and they wanted to come, come out with, uh, with a name that we could really own. And uh, they had, uh, you know, Utopia, Watopia, Watts. Uh, that's how it, you know, was formed pretty early on. And we, uh, we created a pretty expansive island uh, that goes, extends into the ocean, if you, if you noticed. <laughs> Can I be honest? Am I just getting this? Is it Watopia as in Watts, like a bike? Yes, yes. Wow, I am, I'm, I'm here now, guys. I'm on board. Uh, a little late <laughs> to the party. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm awake. I'm, I'm on board. All right, cool. Well, Eric, we're going to loosen you up a little bit. Shane's got some rapid fire questions for you, and then we're going to dig in. Okay. All right. So, KOM or Sprint jersey? Oh, sprints every time. Ooh, every time. Ooh, we got a sprinter on our hands. I'm a dots man myself, but it's okay. Lightweight <laughs> Melenstein or a disc wheel? Disc wheel, because I can't ride those in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> you could, but you get and, and, they're, and they're pretty fast in the game. They are very fast in the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Watopia or a guest course? Oh, it's always Watopia. The guest courses oh, are always baby, you got it. it's always an acquisition marketing tool. But everyone loves Watopia. Oh, me too. <laughs> Did you guys know that Watopia is like Watts? It's like a utopia for Watts. <laughs> I just found that out, actually. It's amazing. It's so weird. Yeah. Thanks I've for sharing. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Safety bike or Tron bike? Oh, it's got to be Tron bike. It took, it took me over a year to earn that thing. Oh, you had to earn it too? I would have just oh, told I, him to give it to me. Like, the team does not give me anything for free. I have to earn it for real. I get respect wow. in return, though. <laughs> okay, gotcha. What's your favorite Zwift training plan? Uh, you know, I like FTP Builder because it doesn't matter what condition you're in. It's just going to keep kicking your ass every time. I love it, man. I love it. That's it. Thank you for that. Awesome. Did that. Did you use that one of yours? It is not. The build me up is mine, but it's okay. I still uh, love them. Oh man, that's an awkward moment that he picked somebody else's <laughs> training plan, not yours. <laughs> I still love him. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into some questions, uh, some little long form stuff and, and get to know you a little bit better, both as a cyclist and as a dad, just trying to, to, to make it all work. Um, I know Chris has got, um, got one he wants to start off with. See, now that I know that your son just took the SAT, I feel like had we known that, we could have included some um, SAT questions and made this a lot more fun. <laughs> Math questions, literature questions. Yeah. Um, okay, no, for real, Eric, thank you. I know we've been emailing back and forth for a couple of weeks. We're really grateful for you giving us some of your time. Uh, I never go on pro. We, we kind of presume that our listeners are both parents and uh, Zwift users. So we all, we all love what you've created. Uh, we all love Zwift. It helps us be great parents um, and not sacrifice fitness. That's kind of why we're all on board with this it's created community for us uh which you um you and i were talking before here and you said that you guys were kind of surprised um that the community kind of just popped up out of nowhere um so we're we'll probably ask you about that here in a second because that that's super interesting but uh we know everyone wants to talk to you about zwift but we actually want to start um talking about you as a dad like a working guy who started something who's still trying to be a dad of three kids and be part of a family so I mean, tell us, like, what, uh, how do you balance this? Like, what's your, what's your big fight right now? What's it like to be 
um, a super busy dad and still stay on the bike? It's it's tough because I have to travel so much. I live in London and our headquarters is in Long Beach. So I'm out there every two to three weeks. So my usual schedule is leave first thing Monday morning, come back by Friday afternoon. Uh, so every other week, nearly I'm, I'm gone. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's tough on my wife, you know, to have to take care of three, uh, teen, even, even though they are teenage kids. Um, but you know, I make sure that I am home on the weekends. Um, uh, and I make sure that I don't do any long rides on the weekends. So this is where Zwift comes in. Um, I, I don't have that pressure of having to ride outdoors that I, the kind of pressure, you know, we all used to experience when the only place you really consider riding is outdoors. Um, so I, I'm, I'm free of that. And I, that was probably one of the reasons, that was the reason why, one of the reasons why we decided to start this because it was just, a, you know, all of us who are cyclists are just very short on outdoor riding. And this was just a way to make that part of the indoor riding uh, uh, something that we can all look forward to. Um, but, for, you know, it, it, interestingly enough, uh, all the traveling I do, uh, the balancing I have to do with family, I'm probably in one of the best shape in, in, in the last 10 years. And the proof of that was um, over the, I guess it was yesterday, did a nearly 70 mile ride and I had no problems keeping up with the fastest guys. And these guys were 25 years younger than me. Nice. So that's, uh, that's, that's always, a, um, you know, good evidence that, uh, you know, something like Zwift or anything that you do regularly integrate into your daily lives can, can really have a, an impact both, you know, physically and, and, and mentally. That was long-winded. Sorry about that. No, it's great. I've seen that too, just from a coaching perspective is, you know, it's revolutionized what I can do with my athletes and, you know, I can make a six to 10 hour a week availability and turn that athlete into somebody that can ride 70 miles fairly easily, even though they might've only ridden for 90 minutes tops the past four months because the quality on Zwift and everything about it is just so good relative to, you know, what I used to do is stare at a wall or stare at your Garmin for at two hours, just watching your Watts go up and down. So it's amazing the differences that indoor training has made over the past couple of years, obviously, as you know, you know, as I, I only ride one hour, and I can do long endurance rides with one hour rides. I do one hour rides five days yeah. a week. It's amazing yep. what, what you can do. It's all, it's all about fuel management after that, you know, when you For go sure. out and do endurance efforts. Yeah. You know, Eric, I, uh, I got on my, I have a two year old daughter and I got the, when the month she was born, I bought a smart trainer and got signed up on Zwift. And <laughs> I should have done that. So, <laughs> I know. So, I, uh, cause she was born in the winter and the only time I could ride essentially like, you know, I put her down for the night. My wife would usually go to bed pretty early and I would get on the trainer. And what's funny is I totally understand what you're talking about. Cause I am now busier than I've ever been and exponentially stronger than I have right. ever been so much so that the group of guys I ride with curse Zwift regularly because <laughs> none of them get on Zwift. I'm there doing workouts like the FTP plan or the build, like I'm doing that. And so I like get out on the road with them and just want to burn it. So they kind of like hate you and everything you stand for because it makes them suffer. Yeah. Well, I hear stories about the spring races getting faster and faster and people don't want to admit, some of them don't want to admit that they've been on Zwift all winter. <laughs> we, call them we call them closet Zwifters. <laughs> 
in New York. <laughs> I, I want to share a little a little story. When I first moved into my house before I got my shed, I had a traditional trainer and a power meter. I would set on the in the winter time, I'd have my baby monitor sitting on the hood of my wife's car with my iPad on the hood of my wife's car and I'm watching uh Global Cycling Network YouTube videos and looking at my power meter. And and this is in the winter time in full winter kit and it was it was awful. And um yep. <laughs> maybe a couple years after that, two, three years after that, I had been putting off trying Zwift because I didn't think my um inexpensive laptop could take it, but I plugged in a cheap Ant Plus dongle and it worked perfectly and it changed everything. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you another story. Um, I did, we, we support this uh, training series called the Eldorado Crit in Long Beach. It's one of the oldest crit races, uh, training races in the U.S. It's been going on for about 40 years now. And they needed a little bit of support, so we decided to go in and, and support them for the last six weeks. So I actually went to do the race on Tuesday. Um, it's my first race in five years. And I, as a, admittedly, I was, a, I was a competitive junior when I was a kid. But, you know, the racing blood is still in me. And for some reason, so with four laps to go, there's a breakaway. I get away with this, a few other guys. For some reason, I thought I could actually win the race. This is like without any racing for five years. And it just goes to show, like, so I thought I was going to win. I got second uh, in, in the sprint. But uh, it just goes to show, you know, the general fitness you get from, from Zwift. Uh, literally, I, that was the last race I did, five, five incredible that is um, incredible yeah so it's so particularly if you were an ex-racer like zwift can get you back into shape really fast really really fast because you have the years of experience the one thing that zwift can't teach you is all the the race craft that you get for only from racing the bike handling skills mm, um, yeah you know and i don't i don't know how to combat that because if we could that's the, that's also very, the fun part and distinguishes a good racer from just a strong rider, right? Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the best. We, I always thought if we can get Zwift to be, you know, 85% of what outdoor cycling is, then that's, that's a home run. Um, so we're not trying to simulate outdoor riding. We're, we're trying to emulate. In many cases, we're trying to make it different and in some cases even better thanks for sharing your your input on that and i you know i i found a similar situation last year where i'd always been a mid-pack mountain bike racer and i jumped in my first uh uh mass start race of the season last year and i was in front and i'm like i'm doing something wrong i'm overpacing it i'm overclocking it like i'm just gonna I, i'm gonna blow and I then never saw anybody else again. And I took my first win and it, that was the first winner I had been on That's Zwift. Awesome. It's just like, whoa, you know, it's, this is something that the mountain bike community, they're starting to get on board with it. But um, I think that they, they maybe haven't had the same adoption rate as the road bike community. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that. Um, it's true. Uh, we have not done any marketing to off-road uh, community. And that is a big, that's probably half the, the cycling community out there. And certainly the faster growing segment of, uh, you know, within cycling. Um, and, and if you think about Zwift, what is the difference between, you know, cycling and triathlon? It's, it's all the messaging and the content and, um, you know, of course, assets in the game, 
you know, tri assets versus road cycling assets. So for us, like we of course need to go after the that that larger segment that that we haven't been speaking to at all. So that's our plan is to speak to the mountain bikers and the off roaders and you know the the um, uh, cyclocross uh, community and uh, so expect to see more of that or you know coming th this winter oh wow uh, uh, so that's yeah, awesome so, yeah and i think even in the game you'll see assets and you'll see perhaps things that just i think off-roaders would identify with not just tarmac for example right well I, you know i do have a, a kind of a a personal question for you so before this i was a um a CrossFit instructor. My wife and I ran a gym for a number of years. And one thing that I found was when I was in charge of running this business, I would come in and people would leave their barbells laying out, their plates on the floor, chalk everywhere, or, you know, they're, they're doing things that are unsafe. And I had a hard time relaxing and enjoying when I just went in for my own workout. I always felt like I was on. I always felt like I was I never felt like I was off work even when I was trying to take care of my needs for exercise. Like when you're on Zwift, is that ever a problem? Are you ever not able to disengage from work and you're always looking at things from the eye of a, of a CEO and what could be different and what could be changed? Are you still enjoying it? Um, well, it's a good question. I've, I've told uh, John Mayfield, my co-founder, I will let him know when I get tired of Zwift. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've been at it for five years and I, it's still amazes me uh, how engaging it is and how motivating it is, how much I look forward to the work. Cause when I tune into Zwift, there's, there's so many things I could do. And, and there are things that we are already thinking about in the future, how we could even bring more content to, to the fore, um, and, and just, you know, give you the choices. Uh, that that you would you would see, for example, from Netflix. You know what is that for Zwift, on demand, in real time. Uh, you know whether it's competitive to social. We need to make sure that you can find all that content. Um, you know, in in a much more intelligent way, the way Spotify serves me content or Netflix serves me content. So there's a lot more we can do uh, with with. Uh, you know, to, with the platform, with, with Zwift to make it, uh, you know, even more engaging. That sounds great. And I know, Shane, you've got some questions for Eric. Yeah, my kind of similar to where Chris was going, where, you know, like for me, my setup is in my office. So if I have a spare hour, I can just hop on the bike and be going on a Zwift workout or a group event very quickly. You know, how does your setup look? Is it in your office? Is it kind of a traveling setup. What does your usual setup look like? So I have a setup at home. Um, I, I have the luxury of having a treadmill and my bike with a smart trainer and then a smart bike. Uh, I've got a, a watt bike at them. Um, and this way, nice. any, any member of my family can join me as I, as I work out. Um, so that's a great setup. It's in the basement. I can, you know, I can get there anytime I, I want. Um, I usually do my workouts in the morning and then I've got, you know, pretty big screens in front of that. This is like the perfect setup, but I have a nice setup in New York. And then of course, when we, in each of our offices, we have what we call labs, they're effectively gyms mm -hmm. and yeah. they're pretty, they're set up pretty nicely. And, uh, you know, we encourage certainly everyone to, to, to work out. 
but my um you know the sessions are are pretty pretty amazing i you know to, to answer you uh, the question from before when i get on zwift i am i am another customer just like you guys and i you know i'm happy about some things and when i'm unhappy about you know what i see in areas of improvements i'm yeah, i'm pretty vocal internally about making sure that those things are are addressed until they tell me all the other important things that they have to do first <laughs> this is this is t- typical of of uh you know, a software company where they make you, you know, make you choose what's more important. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I would, I would like to say though, Eric, one thing I never want you to fix is the glitch. I've said this before on this podcast, when all of a sudden someone will just pop out of a mountain or a bike will just come out of nowhere. <laughs> it makes me, like, it just makes me laugh every time I'm like riding. Cause I'm just wondering like, what is, what is that person thinking? Like yeah, they're just like you know, awesome. and I love it. And I whatever that is, don't fix it. I think it's perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm not so sure the person that's actually in the air is seeing what you're seeing. Um, <laughs> just you know, just 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 so you know, like that kind that kind of uh, of course it's a bug. At the end of the day, it's a bug. But what it what happens often is that you've got someone who is who's got an outdated version of uh-huh. of the app. And it doesn't sync up with uh, with the current version, so oh. it, yeah, and yeah. That that's often the the culprit for that. Uh, because on iOS, you have to manually update in some cases, whereas yep. on PC and Mac, we kind of force that. Gotcha. Are your kids into writing? Um. So my kids. Um. I have to say that my kids. Uh. Um. I've taken them on bike trips in the past. Uh, they are just buried in schoolwork right now. My my oldest son is just as I just finished his SATs and now he's has to start thinking about college. Uh, so um, he he does a sport that requires the least amount of time, and it turns out to be ping pong at school. <laughs> but my second and my youngest is uh, are they're fencers. Uh, my youngest is actually um, you know nationally competitive, uh, and she'll use Zwift to stay fit. So she'll do one-hour rides from time to time just to to keep herself fit when she's not training for for fencing. Um, That's really cool. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, there was a time when I thought, you know, how can we get them on a program? But you know, the truth is that they they have um, far less time to play. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I used to play quite a bit. And if you look at there was an interesting article in the New York Times of a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago about you know, how children's behavior and the way they socialize with one another have, have changed. And the article pointed to the fact that, you know, parents don't let their kids out of their sight like they used to when I was a kid. Like my, my parents would say, just come home, you know, before dinner. Right. I would never say that to my kids now. Right. So <laughs> this way, you know, they stay basically they stay home. They probably end up playing video games or doing their homework and they have to connect with their friends on on social media. It's these are all things that are replacing what used to, you know, happen in the, in, in the parks or you know you know on uh you know in, in the neighborhoods. Um, people don't kids don't ride bikes anymore. This is this is a, uh, an area that I'm, I'm most concerned about, and, and one of the reasons why we we give away Swift to kids because we want to encourage kids to be active at home in the you know with parent parental oversight, right? Of course. <laughs> 
Well, one of the things that I'm sure has come on your radar is NICA, National Interscholastic Cycling Association. And I started uh, as a NICA coach um, with a high school team this year. And so uh, we're starting to see. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, our, our motto is our, our mission is more kids on bikes and it's starting to work. But the amount of things that compete for a teenager's time are unbelievable. Everything from, you know, video games to school to girls to sports. It's a lot. No, absolutely. It's, it's not limited to cycling. I mean, it's, I think, sports across the board. Right. Um, and, and I think it's, those, it's not just video games. It starts with the parents not feeling safe about letting their kids out of their sight. Mm-hmm. And yep. then because of that, video games fills a vacuum and, and so, so does social media. Um, and I don't know what the consequences of that is in 20 years time, right? I have no idea, but it's going to be different from today. Yeah, it's an experiment for sure. One we're playing out every day. <laughs> yeah. As I hear you talk, Eric, like I'm thinking, you know, I, I've always loved cycling. And as a kid, my parents, I mean, we just had bikes and my parents would say exactly what you just said, like, hey, come home before dinner. And we would just go out in the right. neighborhood and ride our bikes for hours and build jumps. And, and yeah. we just, as long as we stayed in the neighborhood, we were fine. And like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I would never let my daughter do that. (laughs) (laughs) As as a nine-year-old, I used to roam the streets of the Bronx back in the 80s. I mean, can you imagine any parent doing that? Like, no no freaking way. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids are fencers. I mean, your kids are just walking around with swords. So, I mean, they'd probably be okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but getting back to Nika, though, that's an interesting topic because, um, you know, we there's a um, there's a part of Zwift that's focused on CSR. And one of that is, you know, programs like this El Dorado Criterion. We want to support the local community. How do we get inner city kids into into sports? Um, um, and and, you know, how do we integrate? even the sport of esports, right? Uh, you know, Zwift esports into, into schools. Um, and I think NICA would obviously be the natural place to, to try to, you know, form that kind of collaboration to try to get more kids into the sport. And of course they're going to extend into the track or the off-road or the road, but like a great way to start could potentially be indoors. I agree with that. And I, just speaking from experience, I think one of the biggest challenges for the kids is, is the equipment the equipment into things and just making it simple for them to get set up inside. I mean, it's already hard enough to, uh, one of our missions is obviously when you think of getting more kids on bikes, there's, there's, um, a lot of youth out there that it's not an option to spend $1,500 on an entry level hardtail. Um, and so those are some of the things that we're, the, the league is working around and they're doing a good job, you know? So it's, it's a lot of fun to see it unfold so uh, what what's going to happen is um and this is before we announce anything formally but there will be there'll be um sanctioned national championships around the world this march okay. it's coming wow. out in six or seven months okay that's awesome sanctioned by the federations um and you know we're working hard to announce a partnership with the uci to host the the world championships in september a year from now in switzerland and so all of this will be announced in the next uh, in the next two or three weeks. But um, you know what we want to do is is try to get more kids on on the platform, so that 
um, so that they can compete in these these big events. And I, you know, you're going to find talent. You're going to find talent, and they're they're going to get picked up. They will be picked up by whether federations or trade teams. Um, but that's our goal. Our goal is to have programs, invest in programs where you know we we can have a pipeline of of more people coming into the sport. Because if we don't do anything, this is like this is this is just bad news for the whole industry you know right. because i don't how many e-bikes do i need to buy you know like there's only <laughs> i only need one right i don't need five and so right. this, they're just they're, they're the, the number of customers are 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 declining every year and so i'm hoping that with the support of the industry and you know whether it's the state and of course with we can create a whole new pipeline, even if they start, you know, virtually and, and indoors. Well, and it's what's interesting is you say that, you know, you're you're both in the States and the UK and back and forth. But like, you know, the UK, particularly in the last 10 years, have just ruled um, to a large degree, particularly the Tour de France. But like the US has struggled for decades for talent development. And I, I haven't really thought about it until now. But like Swift, you guys have kind of positioned a really especially with video game culture and how pervasive that is like this, right. this is a pretty amazing kind of boost to the potential of developing, you know, American talent in cycling, whether it's in you know, road cycling or mountain biking. You can quote me on this, but in the next 10 years, the a Tour de France winner will, will have been found on Zwift. Yes. Um, Love it. That, Ken, that will happen. I'm, you, Ken. Hey, I'm there. If they have a 50 plus Tour de France in 10 years, <laughs> taking it i think you're right eric i think that's i, I think you're 100 percent right we I, I stopped at the world championships but we are vying for the 2024 paris olympics we're vying for the 2028 la olympics you know like that is the 10-year vision is for us to you know at least achieve the la olympics but i think we can achieve far more before before that that's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, who who would have ever thunk? And I and I I can see this synergy, this new this uh synergy of these different elements of indoor training, and also the viral explosion of uh, the youth leagues is coming together to make um our country a, a powerhouse of cycling. I mean, it's about to explode in ways that I think that a lot of people that aren't sort of straddling into these different um uh worlds of cycling they don't really understand but it's happening and it's and it's a lot of fun to be in the center of it so eric you you guys just to summarize here like you guys are pushing really hard into youth leagues and development getting kids on bikes having fun getting kids off couches you guys are doing that you guys are developing things for to keep kind of get mountain bike and gravel riders kind of more engaged in the platform that sounds exciting you guys are buying for Olympics, you guys are partnering with UCI. I mean, dang, man. Uh, and I've got my 85 year old dad on Zwift wow. every day. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's awesome. You know, I, I think the perfect example, and I, I've used this before in other interviews, which is, uh, you know, you can have a, a tennis at the highest level, but then you can have two people just playing tennis, right? How do you how do you turn Zwift into something that's highly competitive with a professional league with you know with with uh, you know amateur development and allow people like you and I just to have fun Zwifting? I mean that's what 
we want Zwift to be. It's it's all of those things. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, so, you know, Shane is a um, trainer, so he he has all kinds of certifications. I think he has a few questions for you about uh, how, how you structure your, you said five hours a week? Yeah, so I ride uh generally five sometimes six it's one hour um that's all i have time for and in one hour you can you can do a lot of damage in one hour (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, but most of my riding is probably just right below threshold you know and 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 i don't i don't because i'm not training for anything in particular in fact i would say that i am more of a fitness person than i am a bike racer so like managing weight and just having enough fitness where I feel like I can go out and you know do a three hour uh, group ride. Um, that that to me, you know, I'm a 50 year old, I'm a 52 year old, and uh, general fitness is probably more important for me than than anything else. Um, and I suspect that you know if you, if there's a pretty big cohort of our community, Zwift is really just about you know general fitness and wellness and weight loss. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's sort of where I fall into now, the, the weight loss stories. Uh, we know we've seen you, you know, hanging out on the, the dirt Facebook page a little bit. And, um, if you see some of the, the success stories of guys that have lost 10, 20, 40 pounds, there's just so many of them. That's life changing stuff. You know, it's great. And it's inspiring because it's not easy losing that kind of no. weight. I have a guy that's lost over a hundred, believe it or not, hundred pounds in three wow. years. Just writing wow. Zwift. That, wow. That's amazing. So pretty cool, wow. man, what you're doing yeah, over that. there for sure. Well, and that actually kind of <laughs> that kind of brings up something we talked about earlier in the podcast and Eric and I spoke before about, but like you mentioned that you you guys didn't really foresee the huge community aspect, like groups like dirt popping up. Like to me, I thought you guys planned it, but you said it was kind of a oh Kind of a, not a surprise, but kind of a happy surprise. Uh, you know, I think it was probably a good idea that we didn't have social uh, social media feature set within the game. You know, it went off platform to places like Facebook, where if you were to do a search, there are probably over 200 Facebook groups right now dedicated to all sorts of, you know, purpose. Um, from ch- kids to masters to racing to, you know, fighting depression um yeah we could never have imagined that and then of course international you know then there's all international aspect the u.s is only 30 percent of our of overall business so uh we're super super international uh yeah we had we had no idea that that was going to happen i'd be lying to you if i if i said you did (laughs) we'll make sure to edit the podcast and Say both that you won <laughs> the grid that you raced. You didn't say <laughs> you planned Zwift to fight depression, social media, obesity. obesity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, voter fraud. Well, you know, it's 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 really interesting. Uh, if you look at virtual cycling, it's been around since like the late '80s, early '90s. People have been talking about virtual racing, right? Um, there were a couple of other platforms that did a little bit of this. Um, but what they didn't have back then was um, social media. They didn't have the mobile. They didn't have internet, or or they didn't have uh, broadband. You know, penetration that, that you know we have today in the homes. Um, so like so much has changed. Uh, it, it's it, it's like they were, they had the right idea, but they were like twenty five years too early. Right. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And one of the things um, that has kept me so engaged is once I discovered a way to engage with the Zwift community while I'm not on the platform throughout the day on work. I mean, we have a really active Discord channel, the Facebook page, the Strava group. And it's just this sort of motivational ecosystem that we've created for each other. And it's it's just been... Um, it's been way more engaging than just being on Zwift alone. And um, I think that's been one of like Dirt's success stories, but also the Zwift success story. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it's people that keep people accountable. You know, machines can't do that. Definitely. Um, so the, the, the community and the social accountability, these are all things that are highly motiv- motivating. Um, uh, although it failed me today, I was so tired. I couldn't get up. <laughs> I, I got up two minutes before the start of my Swift Academy group, you know, training <laughs> ride. I'm like, I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, um, and you've got that social pressure of like, people are like, oh, that's Eric Min. And then if you skip, they're like, what the hell, Eric? Like, where are you at, man? Yeah, no, no. When I commit to something, I have to show up. So I was doing a free ride this morning. Just because I was tired from yesterday's ride. And then someone messaged me say, hey, our group is about to go off in 20 minutes. Can you join? And I joined. It was fantastic. It was a recovery ride. And then I think 160 people. The, wow. It's the Ascenders uh, recovery ride. Yep. Uh, it's just, you know, those guys are great. I mean, there's there's so many, um, so many good clubs out there. Um, it's amazing that these are just virtual clubs, right? Um, and, and we haven't even created the tools for for your you know, clubs like your, yourselves, right? Um, and, you know, one of the things that we want to do is curate all the tools that we create for our own uh, um, content and make that open and available to the community. Because um, in many ways, I think we're holding back uh, the growth of our own community because we're not giving you the tools to make it easier to, to organize yourself. It does seem so like, I just gave you yeah. something big. That's a that's a big big feature set for this coming winter. Very cool. Mountain biking <laughs> wow. and team and team pages. <laughs> yeah. well, it seems like you guys are doing you guys are developing slowly because everything you're developing comes out really well and strong. Um, I, I mean, it seems really no. Strong. I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate some of the things um, take a lot of time because we're trying to build it um, in a way that's scalable. Um, yeah, we and also. We have technical data. I don't know how many of you guys are software developers, but you know when you're trying to do things rapidly, you take shortcuts, and these shortcuts amount to technical debt that you have mm. to repay. And so when we do work, we're not only putting out new features or new maps, but we're paying down the debt. And that's why it feels like it's going slower than it should. It, for us, it feels slow, but we know you know, the heavy lifting that's happening behind the scenes so that we can, we can, you know, do things in a more scalable way in the future. That sounds good. Well, Eric, we really wanted to say thank you for taking your time today. We've got one more question, which is, is there a question you have always wanted to ask with you users, but haven't now is your chance. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you there, there are, we have a highly engaged community. And, um, and some people, for, for many, Swift is, is what they're looking for. For others, it's not. And I just wonder, where do they go? Because they've committed, they've got the smart trainer and what, they can't possibly go back to 
staring at a wall. So I tried to convince myself, well, it's like me in the old days when I probably churned from Netflix several times. And eventually I said, okay, Netflix is my go-to content for on-demand video. And I'm hoping that that is, that is what's happening because I think we're trying to understand why people sometimes do leave and trying to learn from that. But it's hard to learn from that if they're not no longer right, part of right. the community. I, and uh, so, yeah, so to the extent like when people feel like there's something uh, that, that Zwift isn't for them and, you know, we need to really understand that and try to, to address that because, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I can't imagine they're going back to staring at the wall. I can't be. Or watching YouTube because that's just not. I don't know. As a consumer myself, I just that's not engaging. There's no community there. Um, but nevertheless, it, it does happen to some people who try Zwift and then they like it, and or or at some point they they move on to something else. Um, and I want to understand better what's going through their mind so that we can we can solve that problem. All right. So Zwifters, there you have it. Um, uh, those are some great questions for for Eric. And so. I just wanted to say to everybody, thank you for uh, joining us this week. I know everyone's have has a, a, a busy schedule ahead of them. I know for me, my daughter starts kindergarten tomorrow, so I'm uh, I'm I'm a little bit emotional right now. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's awesome, man! Wow, congrats! Yep, yep. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, for all of our listening audience, thanks for tuning in today and joining the Never Going Pro podcast. Ride on and we will see you in Watopia.